Praise God. I believe the atmosphere is right for the Word of God. I believe it's right for the Word of God. Several years ago, I was in Alexandria, Louisiana, and I walked past Brother Robinette was standing there, and he turned and greeted me, and we said hello and exchanged hellos, and there was a gentleman standing there talking to Brother Robinette, and he said, Brother Robinette said, I want you to meet my friend from Norway, Brother Andreas. So I shook his hand, greeted him, and a few minutes later, I walked away, not having any clue whatsoever that the Lord would allow our paths to cross later. We were so very blessed a year ago, May, my wife and I, to spend a week in Norway in several of those days. Brother Andreasen came down and spent some time with us in Stavanger. He is doing a great work. I can say this without reservation tonight, and I mean this with all sincerity. There is an apostolic anointing that rests on the shoulders of Brother Andreasen for the nation of Norway. He's a man of God. I've never met a person that knows this man of God that would say anything other than the fact that he is a true Christian. That he is apostolic from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. I believe in this last time, church, that God is going to use divine networking and connections on a greater level than we've ever seen before. Every now and then, I'll be walking in this sanctuary and praying for the church in Oslo and for the nation of Norway, and I'll send him a text. He'll never know what he means to my wife and I. You are so precious to us, Brother Andreas, and we love you and thank God for you. And we're so very blessed to have your beautiful daughter here with us. We're looking forward to spending some time with them. But right now, I believe the spirit and the atmosphere is right. I want you to make Pastor Joran Andreas and welcome as he comes from Oslo, Norway. Give God a great praise. worship him together can we let us worship him together one more time we love you Lord we love you Lord we worship you we adore you we love you we magnify you Lord hallelujah 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 it feels so good to be among worshipers hallelujah feel like the fish in the water. Hallelujah. Amen. To worship Jesus Christ is, is not just to sing some songs and clap your hands and jump up and down. It's, it's not just learning some religious moves, but to worship Him, it's so much deeper than that. It is so much deeper than that. The word worship that we use in English, it comes from the Hebrew word shaka. At least the, 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 the worship word in the Old Testament. And it literally means to lay prostrate on your face. And, and the word comes from when they were en entering into the king's room, the royal place. They said that they had to shock out the king. They had to worship the king. It didn't mean that they had to pray to him or anything like that. But they had to completely 
surrender. It means completely submission. Whenever you came into the king's room, you didn't just walk in there and just wave to people and, hey, I'm here. No. That can get you killed. When you came into the king's room, you had to bow down and you had to, with all of your body language, you had to say, I'm nothing. I'm not here. I'm invisible. It's all about the king. It's not about me. When we come into God's presence, hallelujah, and true worshipers, they will recognize that. They will have that spirit within them. It's, it's not about us. It's like you said, hallelujah, we are desiring to come to a point when God is intervening and we are just disappearing and everything is about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so much worship in the religious world today. It's all about them. It's all about being seen. But the true believer, the apostolic worshiper, hallelujah, when they come into the presence of God, they realize that I am nothing, but He is everything. Lord, we worship you one more time. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, church, for worshiping Jesus and making this wonderful atmosphere and then making me feel home. Hallelujah. I, uh, I don't even know if I remember the time we met him because of the times. Hallelujah. But I do remember the first time you called me. And uh, there are certain times in your life when God just brings people together and you just, you just know right there. And there was a connection and we... We spent hours on the phone, we prayed together, we cried together, and, and we just, you know, I just felt that connection, and I knew that this is a man that God has sent in my way, hallelujah, to strengthen and bless the work, and to, to, to bless me, hallelujah, so I'm so thankful, amen, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, amen, I, I am not used to preach without an interpreter, You'll do it. And so if, if I'm pausing a little bit, it's just because I'm used to having that one beside me say something and I can think what I'm going to say next. And so I don't have that time to think now, so I don't know how this is going to go. Praise God. But if you have your Bibles, if you can turn to the book of Exodus chapter 8, and I will start my timer right here. Praise God. Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 5. And the Lord spake unto Moses, say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams and over the rivers and over the ponds and cause the frogs to come out upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their en en enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. I, I would like to preach to you tonight from these thoughts one more night with the frogs. One more night with the frogs. Let's pray together. Can you pray, Bishop? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your messenger. We thank you for the body of Christ that is ready and postured to receive the word of God. 
Your word is anointed, Lord. Now we ask for unction to rest in this pulpit and action in the pew as we respond to the eternal word of God that's established in heaven. May it be established in this place tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. This is a very strange story. And uh, the more I read about it, the more I look into it, the more I study it, the more strange it becomes to me. Because you have to understand, and I probably, you've heard this many times, and your pastor probably preached about it, that all these ten plagues was just ten demonstrations from God that he was a greater God than the gods of Egypt. And this frog was just one of those gods, um, one of those uh, uh, Egyptian gods um, that God was showing his power over. And the name of this frog god was Hecate. And, and Hecate was a fertility god in Egypt. Right. Now we know as Christians, as apostolic believers, uh, we believe that Egypt is a type of the world. Right. And since this frog god is a god of Egypt, uh, we believe also, and I believe that it just is another type of... Uh, of the God of this world. The Bible talks about the devil. Hallelujah. That he is the God of this world. That pause there was for my translator. Hallelujah. Amen. That frog God. Is a type of the devil. Okay. I want you to be with me here. And so. This Pharaoh. He was worshiping this God. He worshipped, he went to the temple, I don't know how often, and he bowed down to this fertility god, to Hecate, and worshipped him, and, and prayed to him. Yeah. Right. Sing song to him, and then he went home. Yeah. But this is, this has, is, a, is a, how can I say, this is a time in his life, when this frog god was just everywhere in his life. And it was, it was okay for him to have the frog in the rivers and, and, and in the Nile and in the ponds. It was okay for him as long as he knew where the frogs were. Right, yeah. But when the frogs started to invade his life and started to come into his bedroom and started to come into his cabinets and his kitchen and, and we started to have frogs everywhere, it came to a point that he said that this is, this is too much. I mean, I, 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 I don't want him so close. And so he called for the man of God. He called for Moses. And, and basically what he said, uh, Moses, I need you to pray to your God that I can get rid of my God. Right. Right. Hallelujah. That's exactly what he said. I am sick and tired of my God and I want to get rid of my God. Can you pray to your God that I can get rid of my God? I'm tired of serving him. I'm tired of having him in my life. I'm tired of waking up with my God everywhere. Hallelujah. It is okay as long as we know where the devil is. As long as we feel that we have control over him. As long as we know exactly where. We know that he's in, uh, in the bars. We know that he is in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the bar rooms and, and in, the, in the discotheques, whatever. In the, in the sh- what do you call those places? Hallelujah. In the clubs. We know that he's there, right? We know he's in the liquor store. We know he's on the pages on the internet uh, that it says to enter here you have to be 18 years old. We know he's there. And there's a lot of people that like to go visit him and, and just they think that I'm just going to go here for a little visit. I'm just going to go here to this club and, and when I go, I'm going to leave him there and I'm going to go home to my life. And, and I'm thinking that I'm not going to see him anymore. He's not going to bother me anymore. I'm telling you, when you start flirting with that God, he's going to follow you home. He's going to creep into your life. 
He's going to creep into your life and you're going to start having him in areas that you don't want to have him. Hallelujah. You talk to any alcoholic. You talk to any drug addict. And I thought, I was waiting for a confirmation. When you said that somebody's going to be set free from their addiction tonight. I, 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 I turned over to my, my daughter. I said, that was confirmation I needed. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to be set free from some frogs tonight. Somebody's going to be set free from some addiction tonight. Hallelujah. Because we are here in the almighty God's presence. Hallelujah. I tell you what, when you start getting bothered by the frogs, what you need to do is to do like Pharaoh. Find yourself the man of God. Hallelujah. And say, hey, I need you to preach to me. I need you to pray for me. Pray that I get rid of my frogs. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How many people can testify and don't say amen? Hallelujah. But how many people can testify? That they have visited the frogs on their computer, on their phones, secrets in their, in, their, in their bedroom, in the chamber, lock the door and nobody sees them. And they, then they start looking for those places and, and they think it's okay. But suddenly they wake up in the morning and the first thought that comes to them is a dirty thought, is an unclean thought. And, and, and they try to get rid of it, they try to push it away and then, and then just go down the road and in the car driving and suddenly the thought comes back and the images and the pictures come back and you try to get rid of them and, and you realize it's too late. Hallelujah. We need, hallelujah, for God to help us to get rid of the frogs in our lives. Hallelujah. The meaning of the word heket is ruler. That is, the, that is the exactly the meaning of this frog god. And that's what the devil wants to be. He, he's not satisfied until he's the ruler of our lives. He wants to control us. He wants to rule us. Amen. Hallelujah. But we, we, only, we only need one ruler. We can only serve one master. Hallelujah. We cannot have two rulers in our lives. Hallelujah. You're going to get so frustrated. Hallelujah. We need to make sure. Hallelujah. That when we come here on Sunday morning or Sunday night. Before we leave this place. Before we enter through that door. We have to make sure. There's going to be one ruler when I leave this place. Hallelujah. And that is Jesus Christ and Him only. Oh hallelujah. 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 He wants to control. He wants to rule. He wants to take over. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus, you, you, you know, with the devil and with this God, with the God of this world, it's like as long as he's on a distance, it's okay. Right. The closer he gets, the worse it is. Amen. It's the opposite with Jesus. Right. Hallelujah. The closer he gets, the more you want of him. Hallelujah. You just can't have enough of him. Hallelujah. I've come to times in my life. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm standing in the, in the presence like this and worshiping God. And I'm thinking, hallelujah. I'm just addicted. I just can't have enough. Hallelujah. I want more, more. Give me more of Jesus. Give me more of Jesus. Hallelujah. Only that should prove to you what kind of master you want to serve. Hallelujah. When your master is getting too close to you and you are disgusted, you want to get rid of him. That should be a sign for you. Hallelujah. We serve a good master, hallelujah, a good ruler. Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you that when I grew up, I grew up in an environment, I grew up in a church that always preached about the good old days. I hated to hear about the good old days. 
I, I, I really did. And every service they was preaching about how bad everything was and how bad old church, how, you know, every, everybody went charismatic, everybody went. You know, when I say this, you have to understand, I, I didn't grow up in an apostolic right. home, apostolic church. Uh, but my dad was very conservative. We grew up in 2010 Pentecostal Church. And, and, uh, but he, he was really, really so tired of all the worldliness. And, and so finally, you know, he started to fellowship with some families over here and some families over there. And we started to, to have a little fellowship within the fellowship. Uh, and uh, and uh, every service, you know, they were preaching about, you know, holiness. And, and, and that was great. But, but then they kept on nagging and nagging and nagging and nagging about the good old days. And good old days. And inside this young heart, then, inside of that young heart, hallelujah, there was something screaming inside of me. I want to have the good old days now. Amen. One of my daughters, her name is Rebecca. When she was a little girl, we had been down and we had been swimming together, me and her. And, and, and we had bought an ice cream, eating ice cream on the way back to the home. A nice summer day. And, and she had heard me and my wife talking about our good old days. And so, when, as we were walking there, and she was licking the ice cream, and, and just having good time together with her, with her dad, and, and she turned to me and said, Dad, when I get old, this is going to be my good old days. And I thought, wow, what a word. What a word. And I told the church in Oslo, why don't we just make some good old days experience right now? Why don't we have service that we're going to talk about 30 years from now and say, hey, I remember when that crazy preacher came from Norway. I remember the services we had. I remember God set me free from the frogs. I remember when I was healed. Hallelujah. I want to have the good old days right now. I want to have my experience. Hallelujah. You see, she was tired. Or hearing us talking about something that she didn't have. And finally, she had her own good old days. Now I have my own good old days. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad that I found a people and an environment that believe in revival. Hallelujah. Let me hurry on. Hallelujah. Jesus is not the, the God of yesterday. He's not the God of good old days. Hallelujah. He's the God of today. Hallelujah. Today, the Bible says, if you hear his voice, today is the day of salvation. She said, I am. Not I was, not I will be. He, he said, I am. Jesus is the God of today. And now is the time. And so that's why I'm so puzzled by this story about Pharaoh. Because when Pharaoh came to Moses and he begged him on his knees, can you imagine? He humiliated himself. I don't know what brought him to that point. I think it was the wife of Pharaoh. That's what I think. I think the wife of Pharaoh, as she was opening up the cabinets and frogs coming out, as she was trying to make food and, and frogs jumping out from, the, from, from, from the, uh, the, the food supplies that she had, and, and I, as she was taking clothes on and she was squeezing frogs everywhere. I'm sure she said to Pharaoh, if you don't talk to Moses today, I'm going to go myself. You get over there right now. I can't have all these frogs. And then he humiliated himself and he comes to Pharaoh. Can you please pray to your God that I get rid of these frogs? And Moses looks at him and he said, I'm going to give you the honor. You pick the time. You decide. Just tell me. I'm going to show you how great God is. 
I'm going to show you how, I'm going to show you how powerful my God is. You just say the time and the frog's going to be gone. And then he said, tomorrow. Tomorrow. What are you thinking? Just, just give me one more night with the frogs. I, I really want to get rid of them, but, but I, 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 just, I just want to have one, just one more night. Just one more moment. Can you believe? I, I can just picture it in my mind when he came home to Sister Pharaoh. Why Pharaoh? Hallelujah. And she said, did you talk to him? Yes. Did, you, you did talk to him? As a matter of fact, he gave me the honor of picking the time. When are we going to get rid of the frogs? Really? So what did you say? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Are you serious? You're telling me we're going to go to bed with the frogs one more night? And you could decide that we got rid of them today? What in the name of God are we thinking when we come to church and we go home and we say, I want to get rid of the frogs, but I can have one more night. No. Today is the day. Today is the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, if you hear his voice, hallelujah. Amen. You just have to pick the time yourself by faith. Hallelujah. Just tell God, I need to get rid of them right now. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. 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 Translation pause. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61. Well, it's just... You should go straight to Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. Jesus opened up the book of Isaiah. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And opening up a prison to them that are bound. And to proclaim an acceptable year of the Lord. And Hallelujah. As he was reading this verse, this, this passage of scripture. I want you to understand when, whenever somebody came into the synagogue and, and, and there was a visiting minister or a rabbi or, you know, they would, they would give him the book and he would, you know, choose a passage of scripture. You have to understand, they have read this thousands of times. I'm, I'm sure that this was a favorite scripture for them to read. Any funeral, every, anytime they were going through difficult times, you know, they would, they would read this and they would encourage one another. And, and I'm sure as Jesus opened up the book and started to read from that passage, I'm sure they nodded their heads and looked at one another. Good choice, Jesus, yeah. We sure can need some, some comfort right now. These difficult times of the Romans and being, being you know, under persecution. And we're going through so, so difficult times. Thank you, Jesus. We, we needed to be reminded that someday, some beautiful day, hallelujah, we're going to be free. We, we're going to be set free from this bondage. And someday in the future, hallelujah, we believe in that. And we needed that word today. But then Jesus closed the book and every eye was fastened on him, the Bible says. And, and he opened up his mouth and he said, this day... This day, hallelujah, not tomorrow, not next week. We're not going to wait for another thousand years. I'm here to proclaim that this day, this word has been fulfilled right in front of your ears. This is the day of salvation. This is the day to be set free. This is the day to open up the eyes. This is the day to get healed. This is your day. This is your time. 
If, if Jesus was here and he looked at you and he knows that you have been praying for the Holy Ghost for so long. Or you, you prayed for your miracle for so long and you, you've been begging him and you, you've been praying every day and faithful in your prayers. And you believe that someday if Jesus was here and he looked at you and he said, today, what you've been praying for for 10 years, today. Hallelujah. I picked this day. Hallelujah. What would you do? How would you respond? How, what would you do? Would you say, oh, just, just give me one more day with my cancer. Just give me one day, one more day with my headache. I want to have, have one more night with my trouble. No, I believe all of us would say, if it's today, I want it today. Oh. Why don't we, we just worship him together right now? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. John, John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus and, and he was pointing to Jesus and telling that he's, he's the man, hallelujah. He's the one. I'm, I, he shall increase, I shall decrease. And he said, this is as the Lamb of God, hallelujah, that takes away the sins of the world. And all of his ministry, he was paving the way and pointing to Jesus. But then when he came to jail, when he came to prison, I don't know what happened. I believe, I, I don't know if, I'm, if this is good theology, if it's not, you correct me later. But I, I do believe that the people in the Old Testament that was not born again, they... They had the anointing and the Holy Ghost for a ministry, for a purpose. And when that ministry was over, the Holy Ghost lifted. Right, right. And, uh, and I believe that he came to a point when his time was over. His ministry was done and, and, and the, the Holy Ghost lifted. And then he started to have all these questions in his mind. Is it, is it, was it really him? And he sends some of his disciples to Jesus. And Jesus was just doing his ministry. And he was right there in the business of healing people. And, right. and, and so they came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, is, we, we, we have a question from, from John. You know he's in jail. And, and we have a question for you. Yeah. Sure, what is it? Are, are you really him? Or should we wait for another? Something just raised up in Jesus. Wait. Wait. The waiting time is over. And the Bible says at the very same moment he turned around and he started to heal the sick right in front of the eyes. Blind eyes open. Cripples started to walk. Hallelujah. Deaf ears open. He healed everybody right in front of his eyes. And then he said, go tell John what you have seen. Today is the day. The, the waiting time is over. The waiting time is over. Hallelujah. There was, I hurry on here, there was four, four friends of a, what is it, a lame, paralyzed man. He was on his bed and they was taking him to Jesus. There's another story that had puzzled me many times because the Bible tells this story, you know, that, that I think it was in Capernaum and they brought this, this paralyzed man to Jesus. He was being paralyzed all of his life. I don't know for how long, over 30 years, I don't remember. But all of his life, he'd been paralyzed. And they, they bring him to Jesus. And they come to this meeting. And when they come to the house where Jesus is teaching, it was so packed. It was so full. They couldn't get in. You know the story. And, uh, but but I, 
You know, I, 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 I was thinking when I read the story how, how they teared up the roof and you know, took the bed in front of Jesus. And I thought to myself, why would they do that? You know, they, when they came, they knew that, you know, when the meeting is over, he's going to come out. With, with the right place. You know, he's right in there. Right. Amen. You've been laying in this bed for your whole life. Sure, you can, you can wait for another two hours. Let's just sit down and wait till the meeting is over and he's going to come out. And then we approach him. That's one way to look at it. It is easy for us that have not laid in the bed for all of our life to say, hey, sure, you can wait for two more hours. You, you can wait for another three hours. But you can look at it on another perspective. Hey, I've already, I already thrown away all of my life. I already lost the majority of my life. Why would I lose another two hours if I can get my healing right now? Hallelujah. They tear up the roof and he said, I got to have it now. I got to have it now. I got to have it now. You see, that's what's going to get you healed. That's what's going to get you delivered. Hallelujah. If you don't buy into the mentality of Egypt. Hallelujah. That always would try to make tomorrow the day. Hallelujah. But Jesus wants you to realize that if you're hungry and if you say today, he is the God of today. Hallelujah. God help us. God help us. Hallelujah. I was in, I was in America for... My first time in America, I was about 19 years old, and uh, oh, I'm doing blue all the time. Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise God! No, I was I was 19 years old, and I, I we came to a church in 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 uh, Maine, in, in the state of Maine, and as we came there, the whole church was really you could feel that there was just an unease, you know, spirit in the church or atmosphere in the church because there had just happened a tragedy and. And uh, as I was told the story, uh, the pastor had, not, not so long before that, had a, just a regular Sunday service. And one of the young boys in the church, his name was Stephen, he started to backslide. And y- you know backsliding is not something that happens like that. It you know, happens gradually, slowly. And any good shepherd, you know, they, we see the signs, you know. We, we see and we know. And, uh, and so this pastor, he realized that, that you know, he started to not get so much involved in the worship and and you know he would miss one or two Sundays and then when he came in he would sit all the way in the back he used to sit in the front and Sunday in the middle of the Sunday preaching the pastor points his finger to him in front of the whole congregation and uh, you would think that was very very hard it's very humiliating and and he, he pointed his finger to him and he said Stephen what is going on in your life are you really going to let this happen wow. silence in the church Tears started to flow down his face. Holy Ghost started to convict him. And he came running to the altar. And he bowed down and he repented. And gave his life back to God. And the pastor praised him through again. And, 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 and just praying there at the altar. And that night, that very same night. He was out together with the son of the pastor. And they were driving the tractor of the pastor on the pastor's lot. And, and Nathan, the son of the pastor, he said that... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. I'm tired. You know, you, you, just, you, know, you know where to put the keys and just park the tractor when, when you're done. And, and uh, in the morning, the tractor was not there and they couldn't, they, they, they couldn't see him. So they started to look for him. And, and so he'd been driving down and, he, and, and the wheel had hit a huge rock. And so it, it tilted the tractor. He got the tractor over him and he was killed instantly. I think he was 19 years old. And I thought to myself, how graceful God is. One last chance, one last opportunity 
if he had bought into the tomorrow, if he had bought into next week, hallelujah, he would not have made it. But because he listened to the today message, because there was a sensitive pastor, hallelujah, that gave him one last chance. This is your day. This is your time. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next month. Hallelujah. They may not be a tomorrow. They may not be a next week. Today. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a scripture, and I'm ending. There's a scripture in Isaiah. I don't remember the chapter and the verse, but you know the, you know the scripture where it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Hallelujah. Thank you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. When, when is that? That's basically all the time. He's to be found all the time. We, there's, there's not a time that we cannot seek the Lord. Okay? There's, there's, not, there's not a day. There's not a, there's not a situation. There's not a month. You know, God doesn't have a don't seek me month. He, he doesn't have a special you know, vacation day or whatever. You know. it's, we can always seek Him. So seek Him while He may be found. That's always. But, but then He said, and call upon Him. While he is near. That, 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 is, that is not always. That is not always. And I don't know how it works. I know God is omnipresent. I know he's everywhere. I know that wherever I go that he's there. I, I can never flee from him. But, but there are certain times when just you, you feel he's, he's here. He's right here right now. You know, we felt it in the worship service. I've been to worship services when I didn't have that feeling. Hallelujah. And so, so he says that you need to seek him. Always have a... Always have this desire, have this attitude of seeking and, and searching for Him and, and, and wanting Him. But in, the, in those special moments when He's near, and that's the time you need to drop everything else. Hallelujah. Focus 100% because that's the time when you can have your moment. You can have your healing. You can have your miracle. You can have your life changed. Hallelujah. The blind man, Bartholomew's. He was sitting by the, by the roadside and he had heard rumors about this Jesus. How he healed the sick and how he opened the blind eyes. And, and he had heard some rumors that he may come through town today. And, and, and he, he was not able to go and look Jesus up. He was not able to follow him like others. He was stuck there in his blindness. And he was stuck there at his place. And, and he could not run after Jesus like the others. And he had made up his mind. If Jesus happened to come through here. That's going to be my time. That is going to be my moment. That's when I'm going to get my healing. And they tried everything they could to stop him and quiet him down. But when he heard Jesus was coming by, he knew this, this is my chance. This is my moment. And he started to shout, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know you're near. I know you're right here somewhere. Jesus, don't, don't walk me. Don't pass me by Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, this is my moment. This is my chance. I can't have you leave my town. I can't have you leave my street. How many people... Have gone home, still bound, still sick, still without the Holy Ghost. And Jesus was just moving through the aisles. He was moving through the worship service. He was, worship, he was moving through the songs. And, and they didn't realize this is, my, this is my moment. Call upon Him. Hallelujah. I, I don't know here. Do you go skiing here in Indiana? You go skiing here. Okay, that's good. We go skiing in Norway. I love to go skiing. And... Uh, People from Denmark, they don't know how to go skiing. 
because they have no mountains there. And so it's, it's really, really fun for us Norwegians uh, when we are in the mountains and we, when we go skiing and we see the T, you know where the T-bar lift is? You know, you have those lift that takes you up to the mountain. And you can tell, you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can say right, I can see right, oh, it's a Danish. And whenever we see a, a Danish coming, approaching the T-bar lift, we, we kind of smile and it's going to be fun. Just watch now. Because they, they've never done it before. So they, they don't really know where to stand and, and when to grab it and how to do it. And sometimes, you know, hit them in the, in the back head. And other times, you know, they take it too late and they go up like this or like that. And, and they're just hanging on to it and, and we just laugh. And, but those that have been on the mountain before, they just, you know, very, very pro, just come and stand in the right place and just talking to each other. And here we go to the mountain. You know, you, you can tell in a worship service who that are used to go to the mountain. Oh, you can stand, you can talk, and it's like, whoo, he's here. And right, just like that, you're on the mountaintop. Just like that, you're in the spirit. Hallelujah. When he's near. When it's there, don't miss that opportunity. Don't let him walk past you. Don't let him, don't go home with the frogs. Can we all stand to our feet? This is your moment. This is your day. I believe that God brought me all the way from Norway and all the way up here. God put us together. Maybe for one life in here today, I don't know. Maybe somebody that are struggling. And you've been too embarrassed to tell anybody, but you're struggling with some addiction or with some frogs. Or maybe you're struggling with a sickness you've been wanting to be healed for so long time. I'm here with a message from heaven today. This day, this day, hallelujah, I'm here to fulfill that promise for you. Hallelujah. That promise you read about. Let's come to the altar right now. Hallelujah. That promise that you have been praying about. That promise that you have believed in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has designed it for this very moment. For this very day. Hallelujah. And He's here to tell you. It's all up to you now. Hallelujah. I've given you the word that contains the miracle. I'm right here right now. All you need to do is reach out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And grab a hold of me and say, Jesus, I want it. I need it. Hallelujah. Give me today. Today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Lord. Hallelujah. That Lord, your miracle will connect with the faith that is in this place right now. That the need will meet the miracle. Hallelujah. That the bondage will meet the deliverer. That the questions will meet the answer. That earth will reach into eternity and reach heaven. In the name of Jesus I pray Lord. Hallelujah. Will you connect right now Lord. Hallelujah. With all of these needs and let somebody go home. Hallelujah. With a brand new life. With a new ruler. Hallelujah. Some of you need to open up your mouth right now. Hallelujah. 
Open up your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only one life, so soon.